What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to, I would say this is a bonus episode, but it's not really. I would say the previous episode is a bonus episode. But this is Batman News Weekly number nine. If you're curious about how you missed number eight, it actually got uploaded on Wednesday. So if you didn't listen to that, you might want to go listen to it because it's me and Fanboy Clay's Joker review of the Joker movie. We talked about it for almost like 50 minutes. So I uploaded that on YouTube. But of course, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or anything, you know, you can go ahead and just go back and listen to that if you missed it because it wasn't uploaded on the normal time. So yes, this is Batman News Weekly number nine. If you want to listen to number eight, the Joker review, definitely go check that out. Um, But in today's episode, it's going to be comics heavy. There was like 11 different titles for Batman stuff happening this week. It was insanity. But we're going to go ahead and start off the podcast with some really big future DC news that me and Clay have a lot of opinions on. But I'm going to let Clay take the lead on this because he's researched it way more than me. So, Clay, let us know what's happening with DC. All right. So the big thing that happened over the weekend on New York Comic Con was because I'll be honest a lot of people were hoping that we would get a lot of announcements to get prepped for 2020 there would be a lot of good news oh I'm looking forward to this book looking forward to that book you know looking at which writers are going to be on whatever book we didn't get any of that whatsoever the only announcement that was worth anybody's time was the announcement that Dan Didio and Jim Lee had that they are officially making a new timeline for DC Comics. like, And you would ask, okay, well, isn't there already a timeline? Yes, but it's very convoluted with a whole bunch of continuities. Now, what this new timeline is going to do, it's going to take all those continuities, all of those timelines, and put them all in one streamline, basically setting everything in stone. Now, when I first heard this, I thought that sounds like a really big mess, but the more and more me and Juice were talking about this, this needed to happen in some sort of capacity, so that way writers, editors, artists, whatever, anybody who works for DC has basically a DC Comics Bible and says, hey, this is what's going on. And so that way, if anybody has any questions, look at the timeline. This is what you need to, you know, look at when you're wanting to mess with Batman, mess with Superman, mess with Static Shock, you know, any of those Mm -hmm. random characters. The only problem with that is a small little rumor that is coming up that we will talk about here shortly. I just want to give a little bit more info on this timeline. So, The one who really broke the news after the announcement was a Hollywood reporter, and they interviewed Dan Didio. So these are some of the quotes that Dan said over the panel and, you know, just explaining why they decided, hey, we really need a timeline. So Dan Didio came to say that for the first time, we're going to introduce a DC timeline, uh, saying that the whole idea here right now is from our standpoint we're trying to organize a sense of when the dc stories took place and how they will fit together so the arrival of superman kingdom come infinite you know crisis on infinite earths identity crisis flashpoint these are the big points in time really people are wanting to know especially dc is wanting to know hey what should we do with these points in time how should we look at them So he was saying here that in regards of the reboot, in the wake of the reboot of 2011's uh, New 52, he said, what might have slipped up was we didn't spend enough time to figure out what worked in continuity. Now, 
I understand that, but technically, New 52 was a complete reboot. So at that point, you didn't have any continuity. The only problem with that is when they wanted to make New 52, they decided, hey, our two biggest selling comics is Green Lantern and Batman. So I don't think we should mess with those. And that's what really messed with the idea of a reboot when technically you had five years of both Batman and Green Lantern still set in some sort of continuity rather than all the other heroes, you know, not being in the universe five years prior. Yeah. So things got a little messy and murky and they tried to fix things throughout the New 52. And ultimately, that's what got us to Rebirth. This is where the new rumor comes in. We heard this thing called 5G. Well, what is 5G? Well, in this article, it's not the mobile service. Yeah, no, it's it's not it's it's not what you get when you go out of roaming, if roaming yeah. is even still a thing anymore. Dan was explaining that there are generations of the timeline here. So there is the dawn of the heroic age. There is the space age, the age of crisis, and then the flashpoint era so those are four generations so i'll explain a little bit about which ones those are dawn of age is the arrival of wonder woman in man's world before the second world war space age which begins with superman's debut in the age of crisis which spans the period between 1985 crisis on infinite earths uh and the flashpoint in 2011 and then everything else is post Flashpoint. Yeah. Basically what we are in now. We talk about this to talk about the rumor of this 5G. Now, this has been coming out of Bleeding Cool. Now, we've talked about Bleeding Cool before, about the rumors of Black Batman. They're the ones that broke the news on Tom King leaving the Batman title to make a Bat-Cat book. So, yeah, they have an okay record well, in honestly, breaking things. Bleeding Cool was, was a site where I usually rolled my eyes whenever I saw them. But yeah. until that Tom King article came out, then I started to see, yeah. oh, okay, they have new sources, new legitimacy. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take their stuff with an actual grain of salt instead of just yeah. like, you know, chalking it up to, oh, they just want clicks. Yeah. So this new 5G rumor is that the assumption that with this new timeline, they are actually aging these heroes. The ones that we always thought were immortal, yeah. that were... The ones that have been for 80 years. Yeah. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Hal Jordan, all those characters. They're going to legitimately age them to their appropriate ages. Which means that Superman and Batman are going to be in the age range of anywhere from 60 to 75 years old wonder woman like we had talked about before we were recording she's immortal technically so mm-hmm. her i'm not sure how that's really going to affect her but other humans let's say like hal jordan barry allen um let's say you know i keep throwing him out there but static shock black lightning yeah. all these other heroes what happens to them they get older as well well what does that leave that leaves our younger heroes of this time to be older as well to be the new heroes. That's one of the bigger rumors right now is that they're going to age up Jonathan Kent again mm. to him be the new Superman. This also lines up to possibly Luke Fox being the new Batman. Possibly. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Because like, he's not... He, I would say he's like Dick Grayson's age. Yeah. So, again, why isn't Dick Grayson Batman? Yeah. You know what I mean? It. So... Is that the gist of it, pretty much? Like, the, we're going to get this new generation? The new generation, but also this 
this 5G, because the fifth generation Mm -hmm. is going to be completely new heroes that none of us have ever heard of that are going to come in. And that's going to be the new face of DC. We're going to do something brand new. And honestly, this is exactly what Marvel did about four years ago, five years ago, called Marvel's All New, All Different. Mm -hmm. And within a year and a half, they went to Marvel All New. And then a year after that, they went to Marvel Fresh Start. And that's where they're at today. This yeah. is this is what's going to inevitably happen to DC, unfortunately. Yeah, so we've been uh, talking about this for the last few days uh, because I it was weird because if you guys have noticed this, we I want to say it was episode like two or three we talked about Black Batman on this. And we were like, how's this going to work? It's not going to make any sense because you have freaking like five Robins in the wings. Why wouldn't any of them? Why even Batgirl wouldn't even become the next Batman over somebody that's not even in the current things? And if Black Batman was going to be anybody, it should be Duke Thomas, who they were saying the rumors weren't going to be him. Now, I think we went from bad to worst. Not only were we just gonna, we just thought we were gonna get a random ass black Batman character that we're getting hasn't brand been in new, char- like we're getting everybody, brand new everybody, yeah, yeah. And I remember seeing that Marvel stuff and being like, thinking it was cool because it, it felt like Marvel was really trying to do like be inclusive and do a lot of like diversity stuff. But at the same time, as somebody who loves diversity and wants to see more of it. I do think and don't. I know some people are like, you don't agree with this when it comes to the movies. Movies are different than comic books. Comic books come out every week and you can actually build a story there. Movies come out once every like three to five years. And so you can't really build stories like that. I mean, it took 10 years for them to build to Thanos in freaking the MCU. So building up like diverse characters like that, sometimes it's just easier just to pull the bandaid off. Let's just recast them in a diverse character. Bada bing, bada boom. You deal with it. But when it comes to comic books, in that realm, I think you build a story. You bring in the Black Batman character now. You build it for the next year and a half or whatever. Then he becomes Black Batman. But this seems like they're going to be like, no, no, no. We're going to give you a whole fucking new universe. And it's just like, what? Because I remember that Marvel stuff, it looked cool. But it was too much too fast. Well, and here's and, and here's the was... thing, and this won't happen to DC because thankfully DC owns majority of the characters that are very classic. You know, yeah. I keep I kept referencing to Static Shock. Technically, DC right now is kind of in a battle with using him, so they just yeah. refuse to use him so that way the the creator of Static Shock doesn't be like, Oh, you owe me money now. So yeah. what Marvel did, they threw a lot of shade towards Fox for owning x-men and the fantastic four so yeah they canceled the books so those characters were canceled as far as books and like the thing was the only character that they kept Mm -hmm. and like didn't they kill the whole cast in a comic book no they they killed the cast of the movie yeah exactly and they punished your book yeah yeah Yeah, it was horrible it it was super it was funny but it was horrible yeah but marvel does a lot of shade like oh yeah yeah they they don't hold back when it comes to stuff like yeah. that. They're very petty like that, unfortunately. Yeah. Yet you can't show Princess Leia in a slave bikini outfit. So stupid. <laughs> well, they're petty as hell, but we can't do bikini but, stuff. But one thing that I told Juice literally right before recording that is going to make this super weird is for this timeline to legitimately work and for the new characters, this fifth generation, to make sense in two... Because let's, let's just say this as well. We have... Tinian writing Batman and he said a Bruce Wayne story 
for at yeah. least 15 months. So we are not mm-hmm. seeing any of these changes until at least 2021. Yeah. Let's make that clear now. But to make sense of these characters being heroes at 2021, everything that we are currently reading right now is taking place in the 1990s. Yeah, and it's which is dumb because they reference things that are happening today. Yeah. Like in Tom King's run, the current president is Donald Trump. They don't say that, but there's literally a panel in the Ivy arc where the president is like saying, I love Ivy or whatever. And it's clearly Donald Trump. Yeah. So uh, and even if you want to nix Donald Trump, the previous one was Obama. Like Obama was in all the comics, too. Yeah. Like, so you can't. You're just going to nix all the 90s presidents? Like, that's really dumb. And and also, something that we need to kind of talk about also is because of all these crises and Flashpoint and everything else, the whole idea of Rebirth was the revelation that the New 52 actually was missing five years of time. So, that five years of time, I don't know if it's going to, you know, be completely excluded from this new timeline or they're just going to yeah. forget about it. I feel like DC, unfortunately, will say, oh, that was a John's idea, so we're not going to mm-hmm. touch it. I think that's yeah. what will end up happening, unfortunately. I don't know. So Clay told me this one thing that uh, there is a uh, – is this a theory or a true thing that DC considers whatever comes out on Wednesdays to be current continuity? Is that a for sure thing or is it, that – It is basically a – like it's something that writers say so that way they can – like, hey, I thought this was happening, or I thought this happened, yeah. like, two years ago. Well, you know, it's happening right now, so that's current continuity. It's just something that they can yeah. say to not have to explain away all of their Every mistakes. Day. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's very hard. If you're not somebody that reads comics uh, consistently, uh, you could easily just not even give a damn about this. But people that actually love comics and keep up with it, it's like just think about your favorite show. Think about just one of your favorite characters like dying and randomly coming back and them not explaining it. It's like that in comics. They're like, well, how did it happen? You just have a bunch of questions and or just anything. Like if a story never finishes, like, oh, that love story never finished. It just went away. Like those are questions comic book fans ask all the time. Unfortunately, you have Batman in like five different books, so they sometimes don't make sense. And people are like, oh, what about this? So that's one of the biggest things. The one thing I need to talk, like, I need to mention why I've always been okay with comics is because I've always had this mindset that continuity when it comes to comic books is like Doctor Who. And I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but if you ever know, if you know, if you're a nerd and you know anything about Doctor Who, one, it's one of the greatest shows on TV. Uh, and if you're not watching it, you're missing out. But they have this weird concept with timelines where time is constantly in flux. Little things can always change time, but there are fixed points in time that can never change no matter what you do. Those things will always happen. In comic books, it would be like Bruce Wayne's parents dying. It would be like Superman falling to Earth. It would be, you know, Joker shooting Batgirl. Like, there are just a bunch of, like, iconic scenes and iconic moments in time in comics that are fixed points, and those will always happen. And that's kind of just how I view things. And I also believe that when it comes to comic books, like, there's 80 years of Batman, but I think every story, you take the good things and you throw out the stupid things. And you just mold it to be like, oh, yeah, every good story that's happened is happening in about a five-year time span. And some people are like, that's stupid. There's no way that can happen. And be like, one, these are superhero comics. And two, just imagine superheroes are fighting 
crime every single day of their lives. It's like you going to work normally, 9 to 5. You do a bunch of shit in five years at your job. Or sometimes in my job, it feels like you do nothing for five years. (laughs) But the thing is, like, that's just how it is. So you imagine these big events happen in like a week. A week of Batman was like metal, you know? Or what's the Heroes in Crisis, right? That happened in a week. Like, that's just how you have to think of comic books to make it plausible. If you start questioning everything, you're just going to hate comic books because it's it's oh, impossible and, to and make sense of And don't get me wrong. There are some events that happen in comics, whether it be in Marvel, DC, Indie, that clearly state, hey, this is this date and the end. They're like, oh, this is this date. And yeah. you're like, what? That was like four hours. What the? Yeah. What? And so, yeah. it, and especially when you deal with somebody like The Flash, when everything is moving at super speed, you're slowing yeah. down to read. Like, mm-hmm. so things move very fast in comics. And so, yeah. putting a definite or very slow, or very slow, and putting it in a definite timeline can both be really cool. Because for me, you ever remember those as a kid going into like a scholastic book fair or library mm-hmm. and seeing those like marvel encyclopedias or that dc encyclopedia Mm -hmm. and so you get to learn all about your favorite heroes and villains and all this yeah this brings that to the table to sell again because we haven't seen some of those because there's i buy those at half price all the time like women of dc or something like that so this is just another product that they can throw out there hey you know fans can gush over their favorite timeline and this could either bode very well or not very well. Yeah. And we just have to see coming 2021. Yeah, and I think me and Clay have talked about this because, like, when one, in society in general, people don't like change. As much as some people say they do, a majority of people don't like change. And especially when it's something big that you know is consistent. Like, if you're like, all right, I'm always going to read a Batman story that has Bruce Wayne. But then you get something like Dick Grayson. People are okay with Dick Grayson because he's been Robin for 80 years yeah. or whatever. And, and I want to say, I don't think a lot of people were joyful over Dick Grayson being yeah. Robin. I mean, being Batman. Because yeah. they love Bruce. Yeah. And so we're we're going to have that times a million when yeah. this happens. Yeah, for sure. And one of the points is, is the one thing you do, and if you are somebody that's obviously hating this conversation right now, you're like, I'm not going to read it. Uh, If you buy comics, then don't buy this. Like, that's the only way you're going to be able to show DC. I I would always tell people to support comic books. If you're not going to, if you're going to stop buying Batman, go buy an indie title or go buy something else that you might enjoy. Don't just stop buying comic books. For sure. For sure. Yeah. In this situation, if you don't like what DC is doing, then show them by not buying it. And I will always buy DC Comics, but I will I always give things the first few issues. So I'll buy this new Batman for the first couple issues, but much like I did with this new Superman run that happened, I bought the first six issues, I wasn't liking it, I took it off my pull list. And some even with some of the Batman stuff, I'm like, eh, I'm not really feeling this, I'll take this off. I've always bought Detective, I've always bought Batman, but some of the other, like, side ones that are like 12 issues or whatever i'll be like i'm not really liking it like the ninja turtles one the latest one wasn't a big fan of i stopped buying it um but it's just because it just got a little too wacky for me yeah um but yeah so the the unfortunate thing is is what dc i don't know if this has been confirmed or not Uh, you can correct me on this clay but there might be multiple batman issues where one is the black batman but the other ones are bruce wayne and like stuff like that so for me 
like it hasn't been confirmed yet, but mm-hmm. I think this is what's going to hinder their idea of cuz cuz here's the thing. There's always going to be that person at DC that says, "Hey, we can't stop selling Batman." Yeah. And we definitely can't stop selling Bruce Wayne because if that was the case, the whole like Batman going through time wouldn't have been a thing yeah. because they needed Bruce Wayne to sell because that's what sells. Mm-hmm. So, if this, you know, if Lucius becomes Batman, they're going to say, yeah. "Okay, well in Detective Bruce Wayne is still going to be Batman." Yeah. And we're still going to have Batman and Batcat. I mm-hmm. can I can't say almost guarantee because I I don't know any of this, but I can almost guess that both Detective and Batcat will sell out compared to the the Batman without Bruce Wayne. Okay, so I do want to clarify that because it, it's very confusing. Batcat should not be on sale when the new black Batman shows up because Tinian's not introducing him. He's doing a Bruce Wayne story. That's right, that's right. Okay, Bat, yeah, yeah. Batcat, so, yeah. yeah. So Batcat, Tom King's final Batman story, I'm not going to say final Batman story, but his final arc of his current 100-issue run, which will end in Batcat, will take place during 2020. This new stuff is supposed to start happening in 2021. Yeah. So if they in, think, so if there are multiple books with different characters, so yeah, you know they're like, hey, we kind of want to see how this goes. So John might be the new Superman, but we still want like a Smallville book with retired yeah. Superman with Lois, you know, mm-hmm. and you know we see where the sales go and everything else. That's yeah. I feel like that's something DC will do, mm-hmm. and. I I I, necessi- I don't necessarily fear for this because I don't like this idea and I would actually enjoy this, but I feel like those people that are diehard legacy fans will go mm-hmm. buy Bruce, Clark, Diana, Hal yeah. Jordan rather than these new people because yeah. it's it's stories that ne- not necessarily everybody wants right now. Yeah, and that sucks because it's it's one of the things I've talked about for the longest time that you have these people that hate the, you know, g- not it's not gender bend, but it's like the diverse bending or whatever they call it. And uh, they're like, well, just go create new characters that are uh, Latino and create new characters that are black and like, you know, do that and make movies about them or whatever. It doesn't work that way because people that are like, I love Bruce Wayne won't buy those things. That's why they just find it so much easier to like, let me just cast a black person. Or let me cast a Latino. Or let me do whatever in these movies. Because you're not going to go buy a comic book that they build up. Like, it's it sucks when it comes to this. It's very it's hard enough to get people to go buy comic books right now. Yeah, for sure. And then you want to just have these new, like, you want to change cl- classic stuff to, like, diversity and stuff or try to build new characters. We tr- DC literally tried that, what, last year? The what? With uh, Metal and all that? With the ones that branched yeah, out, it was like, the, damage Yeah, it was the new age of heroes. They were wanting to bring yeah. new heroes, a, a new kind of vibe to DC Kind of just yeah. vamp some things up, and all of those books I think lasted maybe nine to twelve issues. Yeah, all canceled within a year, yeah. pretty much. And it sucks. Some of those characters were really cool. Yeah, like they were really cool. But the thing is, is you barely have people that want to buy the classic heroes, so they don't want to buy new characters. So this idea of like just create new characters is not the best thing. And let so me say DC also has to do the. What they did with Rebirth was very smart. They said, hey, because if you remember, I think it was, I can't remember which convention it was, but I remember Mm -hmm. watching the live stream. They're like, hey, all these new books, 
are going to be two ninety nine, and we're not going to yeah. change that. Everything with the rebirth banner is going to be two ninety nine. And then as soon as they're like, hey, I think we should get rid of the rebirth banner, everything became three ninety nine. Yeah. And there's so I understand buying comics is can be expensive depending on what you want to mm-hmm. read, but I'm not telling you to, everybody needs to go buy every DC book. Pick the characters yeah, sure. that you like. You know, Juice likes Batman, so he gets majority only Batman books. Yeah. And it's within the Cat budget, you know? Like it really mm-hmm. it really depends. Me, I was a Superman person, so I was getting every Superman book. But then I got a little bit more intrigued with everybody else, and so I got to pick and choose, and that kind of helped because I was also in a comic book shop that got a discount. But yeah. for new readers, I would always suggest pick one character. Pick one character and one book, and then from there... See if you can branch out. Yeah, because what you'll do is you'll start reading team-up books or something like that. Like, if you read something with Batman, you're going to see Batgirl or Dick Grayson every once in a while. And you'll be like, oh, I kind of want to see what Nightwing does. He was kind of cool in this book. Then you'll branch off to Nightwing. And that that's what I did. In New 52, I started with Batman because, like, there was this cool Joker story going on. So I was like, all right, I want to read this Joker story. Or it was Court of Owls or whatever. Just Scott Snyder's run. And then I was like, all right, this is so dark and stuff. Like, I want to read Nightwing. And then I read Batgirl by Gail Simone. And I was like, oh, my God, this Batgirl is amazing. And so I read all of Batgirl. And then I was getting Red Hood and the Outlaws. And so, like, I, I'm a big Batman universe person. So I want to learn everything about the Batman universe. So that's how I branched out. And then Rebirth happened. I was like, you know what? I kind of want to read these other characters. So I bought some of Green Lantern because they introduced a Latina Green Lantern. And a, a, a like a, a Z, um, like Middle Eastern mm-hmm. Iranian. That was uh, the new fifty two. Yeah. yeah, or yeah. So um, no, that was Rebirth or New Fifty Two. No, it was when Rebirth. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, Simon Baz was in the New Fifty Two, mm-hmm. and then really? Cruz was the very end Rebirth. of New Fifty Two, going into Rebirth. But she was a Green Lantern before. I thought she she became a Green Lantern in in Rebirth. No, uh, we go, whatever yeah. Batman podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, Cruz is awesome. She's great. But anyways, those are the things that intrigued me. And Rebirth was a starting point. And I think that's where a lot of people get like scared with comics is because like I don't know where to start. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing. Uh, maybe these new characters will be a starting point for a lot of people, especially a younger generation. They're like, okay, I don't need to know anything about Bruce Wayne because there's this new generation, and I could just read this new generation, which I could definitely but, see, but. Also, let me just say mm-hmm. this. Marvel has tried that year after year. Yeah. Literally, almost year after year. And nothing changes as far as sales. So they cancel the book and take it to a new number one by, you know, every three months or so. And yeah. it it looks bad on Marvel's part. Like, it really does. Mm-hmm. I don't want to buy a book at, let's say, hey, I buy it at issue three. I catch up. I buy one and two. And by issue eight, I'm hearing that in two months from now, it's going to go back to an issue number one. Like, I don't want to start all over. I'm really getting into the story. What's going on? You know? Yeah, it, it is unfortunate, but it is the comic book business, and they're constantly trying to. It, it, everybody seems to panic in the comic book business because it always seems like we don't know if this is going to continue. And it's been around for 80 years, but it's always that constant, like, we don't know if this is going to continue. That's how Marvel was. Marvel started selling off its characters for movies because they thought they were going to go bankrupt. Like, quick, just little note, DC had the option to buy Marvel at one point and didn't buy it from Stan Lee. Yeah. 
And then, you know, so all DC could have owned everything, but they're like, nah, we don't need that. Uh, which I'm kind of glad I didn't want all the characters to be in the same thing. Because if you don't think that, I mean, Blue Beetle can't even get a book right now. Imagine who would have survived that crazy, massive yeah. merge of characters. So I'm glad they're separate and they're their own things. But yeah, so that's that's what's going on in DC right now, folks. There's going to be a lot of craziness happening in the next two years. Me and Clay, honestly, are predicting this to fail. And we don't want it to. We necessarily don't want it to. It's just we know how crazy comic book fans can be, how fickle they can be, because they're so diehard. And like, oh, we, I mean, come on. We pe- There's people that won't watch the new DC movies because Snyder's not attached to it. Like, those are the kind of people that live in this world that buy comic books and they will boycott. And I'm one of those. When I heard King was going to get fired, I was like, fuck this. I'm not buying any books anymore. <laughs> and I did it for like two weeks. And then I came back. I was like, all right, I'll buy them all. Because they fucking cleared up all the news and he's still going to be writing. So I was like, all right, the story's going to finish. But that's how fickle nerds can be. And that's what, unfortunately, might happen with this. So we're wishing it the best, DC. Hopefully, you got this right. We have... And and let know, me just feet. say, again, this, for now, is only a rumor. Yeah. This is only a rumor. Like you said before, this could all just be a complete uh, uh, outrage on our part. And we're just kind of just like venting because of this rumor. Yeah. But it may turn out to be, hey, we're doing this timeline. So that way we can sell this really cool omnibus or whatever, you know? So that's the best case scenario. Worst case scenario Mm -hmm. is that everything is true and I have to see an adult four-year brain Superman (laughs) trying to fly around Metropolis trying to save people, so... Yeah, so we'll, uh, that's a whole nother podcast, but we believe there's an architect behind all of this and we just, that... This is already 30 minutes. We don't need to add another 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to go ahead and jump into the comic books of this week. Like I said, there's like 11 different books, but we're going to hit on the top five pretty much. Yeah, I believe it's like the top five that we thought were interesting. And just we're going to talk about those. Uh, again, if you want to, if you haven't been to a comic shop, go to one. Just pick up one book. Go check it out. There's a lot of cool and stuff. And if you don't shops. know where your local comic book shop is, there is a website called, uh, I believe it's localcomicshopfinder.com. And you put in your your zip code or address, it'll show you the nearest one. I think that is really cool. Every single time I uh, post a new episode of my podcast, I put that link in the description so that way people can go find it. But go find your local comic book shop. Support them. Most of them are awesome. So do it for sure. I will say that my comic book shop, I genuinely didn't need to be buying comics for a while, but I just kept going because it was cool talking to people that liked comic books. So you can probably find a really cool community at your local comic shop. So highly suggest doing that. Also, if you have no comic shop near you and you live out in the boonies, uh, but you have internet, get DC Universe. That's not a sponsor, but I'm just saying, if you want comic books at a good price, DC Universe's comic selection is insane. I think it's over 2,000 or something like that books. Oh, I think it's like 12,000 or 20. Yeah. Didn't they add like a crazy amount this yeah, year? Yeah, they, like they added it a crazy amount and it's only, what, $6 a month? Seven dollars a month? Yeah, something like that. Maybe like eight or nine. I don't remember. Yeah. I buy it for a year, so I don't really know. Yeah, same here. But anyways, that's that's another thing you can definitely check out. Uh DC, if you are listening to this, a sponsorship would be nice. But at the same <laughs> time, organize your app a little bit better. Organize it by freaking it's so hard to look up stuff by issues. Like, come on, do a little bit better there. But anyways, t- speaking about issues, the first thing we're gonna talk about from this week is Batman 
and The Outsiders. If you guys haven't been keeping up with this book at all, it is Bruce Wayne has a team of outsiders. This is an old school comic book, but the new team of outsiders is Black Lightning, um, Katana, uh, Cassandra Kane, and Duke Thomas, who is the Black Batman that we think should be the next Black Batman. Yes. But in this current comic book, he is Signal and has one of the best costume designs in my opinion. Like, his costume design is so awesome. Oh, yeah. And Dexter Soy highlights it so well in this issue, by the way. Just want to make that comment right before we start talking about it. Awesome, awesome. So, in this issue right now, uh, in Outsiders, basically what has been going on in the story, just to give you a quick rundown, is there was a meta, a meta, like, teenager who was kidnapped by Rachel Ghoul, who apparently she has some, like, badass powers or something like that that Rach wants, Batman knows this, and he was sent out to protect her, or wanted to protect her, and but unfortunately, she's been taken to be trained by Raish and everything like that. In the last issue, they saved her, but Duke and Cassandra, who were not a part of the mission, got attacked by one of Raish's henchmen. And now that's basically what is happening in this issue. They're fighting him, and they're starting to learn some secrets about Batman. So, uh, Clay, what did you think about this issue? I thought this issue... I said it before. Before you started talking, clean art that I love. That's yeah. the, one of the main draws of this book is Dexter Soy on art. Um, I actually really enjoyed this book. Uh, I love the semi reveal of Shiva. You know, yeah. And I loved the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve page spread, double page spread. <laughs> That was oh, yeah, uh, yeah, was yeah. on this book. I'm reading it digitally, so it looks like one page, but it was actually a two-page spread. Yeah. Uh, awesome, awesome. Uh, I love the dynamic that Cassandra and Duke have had since the very beginning of this book. I was very confused as uh, who was the villain that was captured again. I can't remember his name. Karma, right? Uh, yeah, Karma. I didn't read the first story with Karma, so I still need to go back and read more about them. But it really messed up Duke's mind. Like, he scarred him, basically. And Cassandra has been there for Duke and said, hey, if you need somebody, I'm here. Like, just remember that. You're not alone. You don't have to be like Batman and brooding and, you know, be sulking in your own depression. You know, we are a team and we're going to fight this. And I love that. That was really Black Lightning's thing at the very beginning of this story was, hey, yeah. Batman gave me this team. We're not going to be his soldiers. We're going to be a legitimate, you know, here to help people type thing. Yeah, like a family, yeah. basically. And yeah. I just, I overall really enjoy where it's going. Like you had said earlier today, this book, like, apparently sold out everywhere, and people are just dying yeah. to get it. I don't know why. I don't understand that. I really don't yeah, know I don't why. Get that either. But it could be Shiva. I haven't seen her in anything in forever, and I know she was like a big character back in the day. I mean, it's Cassandra Kane's mother, so like people probably, if you guys don't know who Shiva is, apparently she's regarded as one of the greatest fighters in DC, and uh, she could kick Batman's ass, is what people say. I haven't read those issues where she does kick his ass. Yeah. And I don't know what the story is, but that's what it's regarded as. Batman has a tr- like a tough time fighting her. She works with Raish, and she is the mother of Cassandra Kane, who is also regarded as one of the greatest fighters in you know the DC universe. 
So um, that could be the reason why, because I don't, there's nothing else. Like I, I, when I heard about everybody this selling out, I was like, somebody died. I thought like Duke <laughs> died or I was like, somebody died. Because that's usually what happens at comic shops. When somebody dies, that's the first issue to go. Because everybody's like, they're never going to come back, which they come back the next issue. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, so I, I enjoyed the issue too. I know Clay said he didn't know about Karma, which was, um, this is written by Brian Hill, who, if uh, you don't know him, you probably know him if you've seen the show Titans. He's wrote, he's written a few of the ish, uh, the episodes, uh, but he also dabbles in comic books, and uh, he's more into indie stuff. But he has been able to write some Batman stuff. This arc actually continues from a detective arc that he did, and it involved this character named Karma that had a past with Batman. I believe Batman like kicked his ass when he was a soldier or something like that, and that scarred him. So he his like. He wanted revenge against Batman. And, of course, when you want to get, go after Batman, Batman is Batman. So you're like, all right, I'm not going to be able to beat this dude, so I'm going to go after his family. And he went after, you know, the crew. Duke was one of those people. And I believe he either, like, really beat up Duke or he just made Duke, like, freeze. And, like, it cost, like, somebody else getting their ass kicked or something like that because Duke couldn't react. It was, I, it's been a while since I read that that arc. But uh, it was something like that, and it basically made Duke feel like he's not worthy of being, like, a bit... He's not a Robin, but just being a sidekick of Batman. And uh, so that's what we're seeing here. And what kind of leads to this is they find out that Karma's still alive. I don't remember him dying or anything in that story, so it's I'm kind of thrown off with this, too. So I have to go back and read that. But if... So seeing that Karma's alive, Duke's, like, take... He's, like, shocked. Like, well, why the hell is this guy here? What's happening? And Shiva is saying that Batman is keeping him alive or he's holding him here. So uh, I'm taking that as, like, Duke's going to be mad that... Bruce has been hiding this guy. And uh, this is a very typical Batman thing to do. He likes to hide people away. And uh, it's not right, but it's what he does <laughs> sometimes. You know, Batman does questionable things at times, even though I love him. But uh, yeah, so that was the biggest thing that happened here. And it ends with Shiva kicking Cassandra's ass. And this other guy, which I think his name's like Ishmael or something yeah. like that. He ends up like shocking Duke in like the back. And he's like, kind of like, I'm going to show you the light. And Duke's actually a metahuman. A lot of people don't know this, but he's actually a metahuman. He has this power to actually see, like, where, basically he can track people pretty much, is what, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he's able to see their light and track them. So he's got this crazy meta uh, power. But yeah, overall, the art I thought was awesome. It Again, Duke's outfit in this looks so freaking well, Especially badass. in that photo and, where Ishmael is, like, grabbing him by the neck and, like, is yeah, holding him, shocking him above you see every detail in that suit it looks gorgeous yeah. this suit would look amazing in real life <sighs> like if they put this in a movie he would be awesome like reeves should just do that like end the third movie with fucking bringing him in like that would be dope uh but anyways so yeah i thought this issue was cool again i don't know why people were buying it like it was sold out when i went to the comic shop my the person i talked to that was there was like yeah people have been calling me all day so the only thing I could think of is Shiva fights Cassandra. That's the only thing I could think yeah. of. But um, I don't know. Maybe somebody else will lead me. Let me know that information. But moving on to the next one, we have a very interesting person writing this next one. The comic's called the Batman, uh, the Batman's Grave, and it's written by Warren Ellis. So uh, a lot of people would know that name from other stuff that I don't know. Do you know Clay? Because like so, I know Ellis, he's a big name. Warren Ellis. If you've ever read or heard of. Th- uh, the spirit. There was a movie about him, not too long oh, ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he was the one that created the spirit. 
and uh, okay. really, really big name in comics. He's actually won tons of awards. Um, I'm pretty sure there's an award named after him. So mm-hmm. that's how big he is in comics right now. I literally have a spirit book. That's interesting. Yeah. So um, this book, I will say, it is, in my mind, from reading it, they didn't really connect it to anything. This is kind of yeah. just like in its own little you know, corner of DC right now. But it reminds me how great, like Brian Hitch doesn't do a whole lot of like in-depth detail, but yeah. some of his, like all of his splash pages, because I feel like that's his like specialty, his splash pages mm-hmm. are amazing. I love his splash pages. Really, really cool. You get a one at the very beginning with Batman looking over Gotham. Really, yeah. really cool. This story is about him finding out that there was a death, a murder, whatever you want to call it, at this apartment complex. People have been calling 911, but they've been being put on hold, which legitimately happens in the real world, and that is terrifying for the fact Mm -hmm. that that actually happens. But he questions the people at the apartment complex. They give him a little bit of information. He goes inside the apartment, and he sees a decomposing body. In this apartment the of this guy, he sees nothing but Batman newspaper clips all around every wall, around every single wall. He's doing a little research, looking into this, you know, what is it exactly? Was this guy up to? What was he doing? Mm-hmm. He emulates the entire uh, room in his Batcave later on to learn more. But before we get there... We have a little interaction between Bruce and Alfred, and this was something that I didn't necessarily like. Now, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think it was Alfred. Yeah, and a lot of different continuities, mm-hmm. you know, since we've been talking about this since the very beginning with five G and all that, and a lot of different continuities. Alfred was a soldier. Sometimes he wasn't. So it, yeah. it's very, you know, wishy washy on which continuity it usually is. But in this one, he was a soldier in the past. And he tells Bruce, hey, you know what? We live in a city of evil, and sometimes I just think it'd be easier to kill everybody. And I was was like, whoa! Like, this does not sound like the Alfred that I have been reading for the past eight years. It really doesn't. Alfred is drinking, by the way, I should throw out there. So it could be that. And and it does Uh, state, like, I don't know if it was, like, narrative boxes or whatever, but... mm -hmm. I believe it does state that Alfred was contemplating like the danger that Bruce is in from time to time. Yeah, yeah. So at the beginning of it, uh, it has Alfred cleaning the graves of the Waynes, yeah. and Bruce Wayne actually has his own grave there because his parents said that when Bruce dies, they want him lying next to them, and of for- they probably didn't know it was going to be that soon that they were going to die. But uh, Alfred has, like, he goes out there and he cleans the graves. Like, he cleans the gravestones. And he says the only thing missing from Bruce Wayne's gravestone is a date. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he, even in the caption, it says that, you know, Alfred knows that eventually he's going to see Bruce Wayne's grave. Like, he's going to, it'll be, it won't be empty anymore. Yeah, it's it's really sad to think about because, of course, Alfred is older than him. And he knows in his mind he will be in this grave before I'm dead, basically. Yeah. So it's really crazy. So yeah, that was really the only thing I didn't like about the book was it did feel off for Alfred because Alfred's always the moral compass. He's like the guy that will slap. He Batman. is very Batman's optimistic being... when Batman isn't. 
Yeah, he is when, yeah, when Batman thinks he's about to cross the line or he's getting near that edge, Alfred's always the one that's like, why do we fall? You know, he's the one that says that. And uh, he's really his father. Like, he, you know, he grew up, he raised Batman, pretty much. And uh, so, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. Again, I'm just going to, I'm like, eh, it's whatever. Not everybody knows how to write Alfred. But um, I always imagine that Alfred is a soldier. Like, I always just feel like that's just even better because he's he's the most, second most important character when it comes to Batman. And uh, just knowing he has, like, tactical, like, a mindset, I really like that. Um, but the, the, the story ends up ending with this weird twist where Batman basically solves the mystery and the guy wasn't really dead. He was hiding under the bed. No, no, no. Like, he, that is the killer. You think that's the killer? Yeah. I thought of it as the guy that's researching him. That's how I read it. Like he wants to he wants to know so much about Batman that he's he like faked it. So I mean that might be a real dead body, but I felt like that was the actual person because they're wearing the same clothes. Like he's wearing like the same suit as the guy that died. Oh really? I didn't notice. That. Well, I mean the ties are yeah. different, but the hairs look the same. So, like, I I don't know. That's why I'm intrigued by this story. Because if it is somebody that they faked a murder or if they faked a death to actually get near Batman, that'll be really interesting. Huh. I didn't even consider that. That's weird. Yeah. yeah, so that's why I'm intrigued by this. I could totally be wrong, and you could be right that that is the killer, but... That would Batman's what's just gonna throw him in Arkham and it's over. You know what I mean? So I'm wondering because the mystery here seemed like why was this guy so obsessed with Batman? Because we learned a good amount about the guy. Like he used to be a lawyer and then he like had a nervous breakdown. And he lost everything and he had to end up living in the slums. And you know the only family he had was he met this like guy. He met this like guy that was like fancy or something like that. Because if I'm not mistaken, the guy that was uh, that they think the suspect is has like a curly mustache or some kind of mustache. This guy has a mustache in here, but it doesn't look very prominent. So I'm I'm thinking about freaking like little like a uh, mystery like old school mustache man. Yeah, you know like I mean? twirly. Yeah, twirly mustache. mustache. So I don't know. So I'm thinking it's the guy that's obsessed with Batman, knowing that Batman would find him eventually and solve it and be like oh i need you to help me do something i don't know so i'm intrigued by the story because we're both hella confused here <laughs> so i'm definitely looking in forward to the next one this is going to be a 12 issue story which might be a little long but uh we'll see if, if, it, if, if it's ellis still good, can really grasp me by the third or fourth issue to be like hey you want to yeah. stick around i'll I'll, yeah. I'll be in it i'm okay with it yeah yeah, for sure. I don't mind long stories. I mean, I've been reading but, King's Run but, for eight. But like you said, I feel like this is one of those stories where they're trying to be the next long Halloween or the next Hush yeah. type yeah, story. Yeah, could be, which I have, no, I have no issues with that. So going from there, we're going to go on to one of the main Batman titles, and that is Detective, which in this one, we finally got a continuation of the Mr. Free story that we've been, they've been teasing forever. Uh, for the last few issues, but this is all freeze now. In the last issue, we had a bunch of people just capturing uh, women that looked like Nora Freeze, and uh, you know, Mister Freeze has been doing all these experiments on them to try to bring back his wife. Uh, and basically, this is kind of like a big fight scene, like a big fight in this whole issue. It's Bruce confronting Mister um, Freeze and all of the people that he's kidnapped and stuff. 
And, uh, you know, it's classic just like, oh, Batman shows up in a badass suit, oh, by the way. Dude, Mankey did suit. such a great job on that re- yeah. on that first entrance with the flamethrower. Holy yeah, it's so crap. amazing. So the only way I can describe this, guys, is if you've played, is it Arkham City? Where there was an expansion for Mister Freeze, and he had like a like a freaking fire suit. Yeah, it's similar to that. Just looks ten million times more badass. Yeah, and he comes in with a freaking flamethrower into Freeze's like lair, and uh, he just looks awesome. These people start attacking him. He's like using the flamethrower. This thing just looks beast mode. And every time I see a new bat suit, I get giddy. Like I'm like, oh my god! You know, if you if I have to compare it to something, it's like the way Iron Man has a new suit in every MCU movie. Yeah. Like, Batman having a new suit is just always epic. And uh, this was cool. So, uh, there's not really a lot to this issue besides the ending, to be honest. Which, uh, something that I don't think we've seen in main continuity before. Victor Freeze, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Freeze, actually brings his wife back to life. Which is something that's been going on forever. And the final page is her saying, Victor, stop. And just like this scared face. And so, yeah, what do you think of this issue? You know, the one nitpick that I had was that Tomasi, before writing this detective story, I always knew him from writing Superman and writing Green Lantern. Both of these characters at points in their books are very happy-go-lucky, jokey, whatever. And I feel like the jokes that he was wanting to throw in here with Alfred didn't Mm -hmm. really stick with me. Okay, like the flash mask and stuff? In the beginning where he acted like he was dead so that way Batman could scare oh, yeah. the guy for yeah. information. Like, mm-hmm. that was a little distasteful, but the mm-hmm. end of that conversation where he says, oh, well, I'll make sure to not breathe next time, you know? Yeah. And that's a little dry humor, and I thought that was funny. But then to yep. do two jokes in one book with him coming in with a flash mask was a mm-hmm. little silly, and I was just like, okay... Kind of took me out of it a little bit. But overall, just like you felt that this new costume for Batman was super badass. Whenever Freeze put him on ice, I was like, holy crap, how's he going to get out of this? And it was awesome that his suit actually freaking heated up. up, And all you saw was the bat symbol when he was Mm -hmm. coming up out of the ice. Really, really cool. But you brought up something that I was also thinking when we were at work today was Mm -hmm. the victor don't at the very end yeah is that her saying don't wake me up as if her self-conscious was still kind of awake or was this Mm -hmm. the very last thing she said or was going to say before she was put on ice so we have this theory that we were talking about at work that maybe because everybody knows freeze is just like oh he's this guy that wants to bring his wife back he'll do anything to bring his wife back and so he's always been the most sympathetic character that was a villain against batman because he's only doing it for love now snyder tried to make him a like psychopath in his run of batman which a lot of people don't ever talk about and i think it's kind of a miss uh in my opinion it's one of those rare snyder misses and uh in this one if our theory were to be true that maybe she got put on ice before like maybe freeze was always crazy and she was like don't do this to me And then, like, he puts her on ice, and he's just been saying, like, oh, I'm trying to, you know, bring my wife back. But he's the reason she went on ice? That could be really interesting, like, a a story that I'd be hella intrigued in. 
Um, but if this is something where she did have just like her subconscious was always there, then yeah, she could probably be like, don't bring me back. Uh, but we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. We've never seen this story. So I'm hella intrigued because we've never seen, you know, Nora Freeze come back to life. She's always been in the glass case. Like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty intrigued. Uh, but again, best thing in this thing was that bat suit. That bat suit was awesome. So moving on to... I got to ask before we talk about the last one, I know you said Mark, uh, your co-host on the uh, Comic Book Legion podcast, said that our final book we're going to talk about, which is Joker Harley, Criminal Insanity, was his book of the week. Did you think, was it your book of the week? So here's the thing. I, when I first attempted to read this book, Mm -hmm. was at 5 a.m. Criminal Insanity or Joker? Because we're going to talk about this Joker book, but I want to see, was Joker better than Criminal Insanity in your opinion? After reading Criminal Insanity fully, Mm -hmm. I think it was my book of the week. Okay. But I attempted to read Criminal Insanity at like 5 o'clock in the morning, and it literally made me fall asleep in the beginning. So I was like, oh man, it was so Ah. bad that it made me fall asleep. So... At first, I didn't like it, but when I actually sat down and had time to finish it and really, like, holy crap, this actually has something to it, it was my favorite book of the week. Okay, yeah. So, we're going to talk about that at the end. I just wanted to bring that up because this next book was, I really enjoyed it. So, it's it's one of the Year of Villains. Okay, so, currently in DC, they're doing this huge year-long event called Year of the Villain. Uh, and this is across all of the books, but they've been doing these one shots for villains. Like you know, everybody's been getting one. There was Riddler, Sinestro, and... Black Mask, Riddler, yeah. and now Joker. Yeah, so Joker has one, and of course, everybody's like, "Oh, Joker! Joker just came out in theaters, so it's just like it's heavy." But this book was surprisingly good, and oh, also I should mention that it's from the legendary John Carpenter. So, you know, he's a master of horror. And, uh, yeah, this is this was insane. Like, this it was... It was crazy. But it was also so Joker. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So Joker. Yeah, it really and was. There, and there is, there's a part that we're going to talk about that I was, like... I got oh, to the yeah, point where I, I was exactly. like, what the... F-? So, yeah, let me, let me run this down. But the reason why I say it's so Joker is there's a lot of people that write Joker well... But there's not a lot of people that write comedy Joker well. Because there's a lot of people that will try to be funny, but it's it's cringy as hell. Which was, we just talked about Tomasi in Detective, when he did his Joker story, we didn't like that too yeah. much. Like, we thought it was kind of cringy, it was a little too goofy. But Carpenter, which I, I don't know if he's written a lot of comics before, but he nails the Joker in this. So, we're going to go ahead and run down what this is about. So, it's actually from the perspective of an inmate in Arkham. And it's somebody, Joker's somebody, much like if you've seen the Joker movie, he's able to get people on his side. Like, he's just, he's charming, he's charismatic, or whatever you want to call it, but there are people that just want to work for Joker. And so, in this whole comic, it's from this perspective of this random guy that he's, what is his name? Like, the Ace of Hearts or something like that? And Joker's like, oh, the Six of Hearts is his name. So, the Joker's henchmen are cards in a deck. And Joker's like, well, I'm just going to call you of. And, like, he just doesn't give a damn what he is, you know, because everybody's expendable to Joker. So, anyways, this guy, you're hearing these, like, thought boxes of, like, my life sucks, I don't know what to do, but Joker just seems like everybody knows this is him, and I want to be like the Joker. That's pretty much what you're seeing happen. And so Joker is going throughout the city, causing havoc and stuff, and this guy is the only one sticking by him. And Joker's like, I like you, I like you. 
So they kind of go around, and Joker threatens him too. Like, he puts a gun to his head, and he's like, tell me something funny. And that usually ends with you dead Oh yeah. in the comic books. So this gets really dark because of actually says, like, he tells Joker about, like, oh, yeah, well, I was abused when I was younger by my dad and stuff, and he would beat my mom, and so I knocked him out. Like, I hit him over the head with a pan, and my mom and dad pretty much kicked me out of the house. And Joker's like, that's great. Like, he just loves that this guy's going through, like, pain and just suffering. Joker just loves it. And so they just, they're going around town, like, causing havoc. They're, this was one of my favorite parts. I don't know how you felt about it, but they go into a convenience store. Condiment King. And, yeah, and they start robbing it, right? Well, like, the guy's like, hey, I'm going to pay for this. And Joker's over there stealing, like, candy and stuff in the background. And Condiment King busts into the door and starts making all of these condiment puns. And I literally LOL'd at some of these. <laughs> I'm the Sriracha of Sin. Like, dude, I was, like, cracking up with some of these things. I'm the vine- Vinaigrette of Violence. Like, he had this whole monologue with just sauces. And it was just so hilarious. And then Joker comes out of nowhere and he's like, hey, Condiment King, what's up? And Condiment King like just like shits his pants. He's like, oh, no. no. (laughs) And, um, you know, Joker basically like, oh, you know, you're not supposed to be out here causing trouble. Because one thing we do need to point out, this happens during City of Bane. So criminals are not supposed to be doing criminally things, I guess. Like, you know. So there's basically, and Joker is a cop, so we know that in in City of Bane. Anyway, so Joker's like, oh, you're doing some crimes, like, you shouldn't be doing that. And me, personally, it, it shows that he basically gets shot. No, no, so he, and I'm, he grabs Condiment King's big blaster full of ketchup uh-huh. and all these other sauces, and he's put- Is that what yeah, it is? And he, oh, yeah, he, yeah, He puts yeah, it up okay. to his head, and he says, your source on this- uh, you're a you're a scourge on this city, Condiment King, a villain, and you know what villains deserve? Justice. Oh, justice. And you just yeah. see mustard and ketchup just splurt all oh, over okay, the place. Okay. And in the very next panel, you just see his head full of mustard. Yeah, okay. Which okay. is so just his nightmare. I was kind of worried the there. Yeah, I hate mustard. It's <laughs> disgusting. So I feel bad for Condiment King here. But yeah, because I was wondering, it did. Say, it does say like sploosh. Yeah. Like when it hits. So I was scared that he got shot in the head. And because he does have like this, like, like, you know, like you just got shot. But I was like, that could be a dying noise. Yeah. So I was worried there. But okay, he's cool. Because Condiment King is a stupid character, but I love him. <laughs> like, I love him from the animated series, too. Like, he's just awesome. And uh, so, yeah. So anyways, after he freaking mustards Condiment King, he uh, tells the clerk, he holds up two costumes. He's like, how much for these? And it's a Batman and Robin costume. And then, so what happens now is Joker and his sidekick now become Batman and Robin and do Batman and Robin stuff throughout the city, oh, I love, which is awesome. I love the fact that this Batman suit is a Batman 66. Adam West. Yeah, it's an Adam and West And they even like, do the old school Adam West climbing, climbing on yeah, with the rope. Yeah, it's so oh, So awesome. Yeah. So this is what leads to the one thing Clay wants to talk about. I'm gonna let him oh talk my God, about this. Oh yeah, this is probably this part it's, it's, is ter- it's, terrible it's and funny terrible, at the same time. But it's so Joker in a very fucked up yeah. way. So yeah. they see this person walking their dog, and was it the, they? What did they call him? They called him a. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, he's, he's a crooked a, criminal. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. If I've ever seen one before, and 
you, we need to put him on the straight and narrow. And yeah. so they start to go down there with the rope. And this guy's like, what the hell is, what are these guys? And yeah. so of is like, okay, I just need to talk to him. The, uh, yeah. We're just going to, you know, tell him whatever. And everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And, he he's play- and, and Joker, they're playing the role. Joker does say Joker does say he says we mustn't kill him. Yeah, like he's like because he's threatening him. He's like, what are you doing? And he's like, we mustn't kill him. It's not our way. And he's like, I wasn't going to. Okay, like I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. like don't kill me for trying to think that I was going to kill him because I feel like that's yeah. what he was probably thinking. And so oh, he yeah, says, yeah. and he says, you know what? I don't want to see you you around here again. And Batman, I mean Batman, freaking Joker just shoots the guy right in the chest. <laughs> And he's and I was like, "What's going on?" He's like, "He had a gun. He had." He's like, "The dog also has a gun, and he freaking yeah. shoots the dog." And I'm like, "What? What yeah. in the world?" And then he starts he starts hugging Robin. He's like, "I saved you," and like it's just insane. So and like you see the dog getting shot, and I was like, "No, I don't care if it's a fictional dog, a virtual dog, I'm or whatever." Sorry. I always just hate fa- seeing that. Like when I read it, he said. The dog also has a gun. <laughs> I started laughing so yeah, hard. It was uh, hilarious. I'm He's like, I'm, I'm so sorry, my boy. He was like, it was them or you or like, you know, whatever. And it's so funny because the next panel, like the, the guy starts questioning if this is right. Like he's like, I don't know if this is like, if this is right. You know what I mean? And Joker's all like it, you know, you're welcome for me saving you. He was like, but you know, we got to go out of here. He's like, look at this dog. He had a gun and it's a picture of the dog. And then another panel of the dog and he puts a gun right next to him. He's like, see, he had a gun <laughs> just so like planning evidence. And I was just like, I was like, wow, it looks terrible. Cause this dog's like clearly dead. And I'm just like, Oh my God, this is so terrible. And this but is a main saying, continuity saying book. The dog that's, had a that's gun the thing. Blows my mind. This is a main continuity book, by the way. Yeah. So for yeah. them to put this, in the year of the villain label i was like Mm -hmm. oh my god dc is actually letting carpenter do whatever the fuck he wants in this book yeah and it's awesome yeah and then so the next thing is uh the suicide squad actually shows up or a member of the suicide squad which is enchantress pops up and so of is like infatuated with her he's like oh my god she's the most beautiful woman i've ever seen which she should be her name's enchantress And, uh, you know, freaking Joker's all like, hey, Enchantress, what's up? Like, blah, blah. And uh, she basically doesn't care about them. She's like, stay out of my way. She's there for something else, which they're more than prop- more than likely doing reconnaissance for City of Bane. Yeah. Like, they're trying to take Gotham back. And so we have this one guy just basically kind of getting into his feels, which I actually thought this was really good because he starts talking about how he's like, oh, this beautiful woman would never like me. She'd probably make fun of me. She probably would want somebody that's like really big and strong and I'm just this puny guy and she'd probably laugh with her girlfriends about me. Like he's just going into his feels about how he could never get like a beautiful girl, which I think a lot of men out there could relate to. And so I thought that was really interesting. And then so out of nowhere, like you can see Joker kind of egging him on and he's all like, you know, who do you think you are? And they kind of just go off and uh, she basically doesn't care. And, you know, Joker's all like, oh, I know how we can beat them. We got to get everybody on our side. And he basically goes online or whatever and just tells everybody, like, people are trying to take over your city. You need to fight for it, blah, blah, blah. And then it just goes to, like, this bigger, like, full-page spread of Enchantress kicking all their asses. Yeah. Like, Enchantress just, like, beats all of them because she's got magical powers. And uh, so it goes from there. Joker's all like, I know how to get out of this. And he, of course, gave everybody flowers and it has, like, Joker gas in it. 
And the guy questions all like, well, Joker didn't give me one. And basically, Joker killed everybody to get out of there. And he saves his friend. And then they're eating milkshakes. And apparently, the Joker really loves peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So they're at this uh, they're at this diner. Joker doesn't have... He's he's upset with the price of the PB&J that he just had. And he's going to kill the guy. And then Robin actually says, I'll pay for it. And Joker gets kind of mad about that. Yeah. And he's all like, uh, you know, you're making me look bad trying to pay for me or whatever. And he's all like, he's like, your mom must suck. And he's like, yeah, my mom does suck. And uh, at this point, they're jumping rooftops. The kid actually falls to the ground. And uh, Joker's like, oh, I'll save you. And this guy just runs. And he tries to go to, like, be where the hobos are and stuff like that. And there's still, this is City of Bane. So villains are going through there and being like, yo, everybody hates you. Like, Two-Face, Harvey Dent doesn't want you guys here, so get out of here. And so this guy has nowhere to go, so he goes home. Like... He says he hasn't been home in like five years and he doesn't know if his mom's going to like love him or hate him or what. So he's going home. And when he gets there, Joker's there. Dude, it's And crazy. I was just like, yeah, she's like tied up with her mouth is gagged. He's still in the Batman suit and he just has like uh, he has a knife to her throat. And you're just like, whoa, like it just changes tone so fast. And, you know, like the mom's just like scared out of her mind. And uh, Joker's all like, you know, he's basically threatening her. And he's like, hey, what's up, buddy? Blah, blah. And this guy ends up attacking Joker. And he knocks off his mask, right? He's like no, 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 no. So, like so, yeah, he knocks. I don't think he knocks off the mask. Joker actually takes off the mask. So this is one of the parts that I yeah, thought was okay. like, whoa, this is getting weird. Because yeah. he jumps towards Joker, starts grabbing his neck. Joker takes off his own mask and puts it mm-hmm. on of. Oh, yeah, and then yeah, he yeah, imagines... Yeah. That it's actually like Batman, Batman choking him. And he's yeah. like, ha, 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 harder, harder. Yeah. And I was like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, and even Uv's like, what? <laughs> like, he's like, what are you doing? And uh, and even, so even Joker's thing- like, well, that was disappointing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if you don't know, like, freaking Joker, that's his main goal. He wants to be killed by Batman. Because he knows that is his end game. If he can get Batman to kill somebody, he knows he's won. And uh, it pays this really nice homage in these next panels. Because basically Joker's all like, well, you're disappointing. And he's like, I'm going to give you the special treatment for a sidekick. And he starts beating the shit out of this guy in a Robin suit. Which is homage to him beating the hell out of Jason Todd when Jason Todd died. And uh, Joker, still trying to be funny at the end, says, like, hey, if you could, uh, you know, like, he basically lets the kid live, but he beats the shit out of him. He's like, if you could, uh, you know, have a vengeful heart after this and do some, you know, come after me after a few years of training, I'd really love that, pretty much. And then Joker just leaves. He's just like, farewell. And let me just say, that point right after he's, like, beating on him and, like, he, like, lifts up, he's full of blood, he looks into this, the, the roof or whatever, that is a mm-hmm. beautiful panel. I absolutely yeah. love it. Uh, yeah, it's great. And then, uh, so the kid lives, and he ends up untying his mom, and his mom's like, I love you, I'm so sorry for what happened, and she's, you know, they basically reconcile, and uh, she takes him to the hospital, and that's how it ends. And this book was just one hell of a surprise. Like, I loved it. I literally laughed out loud in multiple parts. And He's yeah, got a gun. Yeah, like, it was just so, <laughs> the dog's got a gun, too. Like, 
It just blew my mind, and uh, I would gladly read more John Carpenter books because that was awesome. But going on to our final comic book of the week, it is Joker slash Harley Criminal Insanity. And I didn't know what to expect from this book because it's it's on the black label. It's an Elseworld kind of story. And Harley actually in this book is working with the GCPD. So she's I, she's apparently a genius. So in this book. the way I saw this after really going more than just like a few pages in because I stopped mm-hmm. reading last night or technically this morning. Uh, I want to say about nine pages in when you get after that point this is criminal minds but with dc characters yeah that's what this is yeah for sure and it read so well and it was great yeah yeah it was a it was a badass book i'm not gonna lie about that i don't know oh here i was was trying to find it on my in my folder but uh yeah so one this book actually has like this like hyper realistic art in it to where some of it looks like photos, like genuinely looks like photos of people. Because uh, so it, it kind of jumps back and forth between time throughout the comic. And uh, we see this Harley in a younger like area. She went to go work in Bloodhaven. She's like a nurse, basically, is what it seems like. And she comes home to what we can imagine is her girlfriend, who is supposed to be Ivy, but her name is Edie. Or something yeah. like that. And uh, she's all like there. And she's like, hey, you know, why does it smell like bleach in here? Like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like eating Chinese food. And she discovers Ivy dead in the bathtub. Like, tied up. And, like, her throat is slit. And so this is what makes and it was Harley want to go. Yeah, and it was the Joker that killed her. And you can see, like, she dies with a smile. So you can assume that, like, he gave her toxins or whatever. And, uh, of course, the GCPD shows up like, hey, you know, do you have any questions? Blah, 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 blah. We see that they kind of seem like they were either best friends or lovers. Well, I'm just going to assume they were lovers because that's what's happening in current continuity. But, um, you know, this is basically what leads to Harley wanting to be part of the GCPD. And we go on to find out that, you know, she joins the squad and she's solved a bunch of, like, cold cases or, you know, just, like, criminal homicides or whatever. She's just a badass. Of course, other detectives have taken, you know, credit for her work. But she basically puts everybody in their place. So this is actually, like, a serious Harley Quinn. Um, She even calls her name herself Harley Quinn. But she's not in the jester outfit or anything like that. She's just a good guy. And she's trying to solve these murders that she's trying to solve her her girlfriend's murder or whatever yeah. and this was by the joker and what they say is after this killing or i guess there was a few killings that happened this night joker's gone like he hasn't shown up he hasn't killed anybody else so her case has gone cold and nobody's looking at it anymore yeah. so um harley's main goal is to actually bring that case back to light and solve it herself. So we have some cool just like shots of her training. She does like kickboxing and stuff like that. But you're getting all these inner thoughts of her reading all of these cold cases. And she's she's like, you know what? I'm going to figure this out. But the way to figure this out is I got to go back to Joker's first kill. And it happened to be this guy named like Mickey something. Mick. Um, it was, uh, sorry. Yeah, I forget his uh, name. But Mick... Kelly. Yeah, so Mick Kelly. So Harley basically starts becoming a detective, and she's going to ask the first person that was around when this guy got killed. So starts asking his questions. So we get another like flashback 
of this Mick Kelly guy in again this like kind of like hyper realistic art and uh it's a kid his mom and this Mick Kelly guy buying like some Wayne tech this kid wants to build like some radios or something like that and uh you know he gets confronted by some goons that I guess he used to work for and uh you know the mom and the kid are like just gonna go off and like drive off and they end up getting into a car accident that and was accidentally died. caused by Batman. Caused by Batman. Yeah, 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 I forgot that part. So Batman was in this chase, and uh, yeah, it's accidentally caused by Batman because he cuts off a truck or something like that. The truck swerves, knocks the car into the river. They save the kid, but they don't save the mom. Yeah. And the dad is, like, super pissed. He's like, why didn't you save her? Which is the stupidest thing an adult can tell a kid. Like, why didn't you save your adult mom that weighs, like, four times more than you? Like, what are you going to do? You yeah. know what I mean? So um, at this point automatically thought this kid was the joker did you feel that um i don't think i felt that i felt more so that he would be involved in the whatever story is coming next like i feel like he is somehow so deranged because of the lifestyle Mm -hmm. that his father grew him up in because that's one thing that you're you're learning the story from the of the kid from this bartender at this at this bar and so she's like oh i didn't know them i lived across from them and you know i would hear the screaming all the time and so she's like oh the little kid would be screaming he's like oh no 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 it was the dad like the dad would always scream at him and Mm -hmm. so i assume that when this kid in high school saw that his dad was dead on the floor he probably just got all of his stuff and left and i'm like damn you know yeah but so well, I was yeah because he got abused yeah. and stuff. So. so one thing that I absolutely loved about this aesthetic is when it goes mm-hmm. black and white like this. Yeah. I am a sucker for anything nineteen twenties, nineteen forties, and that's what mm-hmm. this was. This was a nineteen forties noir detective yeah type feel, and you got like the narration from Harley as well, and so it just felt so awesome whenever I was reading yeah. this. Really, really loved those parts particularly but she goes on to this graveyard because she gets a call from gordon Gordon. and they're like hey we haven't had forensics look at anything because we want to hear your thoughts and she's just she's just naming like oh this is this and this is this and you know yeah this has signs of this and one of the detective is like oh we don't need you you know we all know that's a that's a satanic symbol and blah 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 and she's like well actually it's Leonardo da Vinci's circle of I forgot what it was called. Uh, yeah, 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 the Vin- Venetian yeah. man or some shit. Like and that. so she's like, Gordon can tell you about it. I already have a class to teach. And she goes and she teaches the police officers and I guess some college class about yeah. who is technically considered a psychopath criminally or criminally insane. insane. Yeah. And she yeah. goes through like legitimate actual serial killers which i thought was a yeah, really Ted nice Bundy. touch for this story yeah, yeah, that was really dope uh yeah one of the most recent uh guys that a lot of people would be aware of because they made a netflix movie about him was ted bundy they talked about ted yeah. bundy at the very end and she's like he wasn't criminally insane because he knew everything that he was doing 
and he yeah. it took planning and all this. So he was just sick in the head as far as like this was the thing that he wanted to do, but he wasn't criminally insane. Yeah. And you know, after the class, this guy comes up and talks to her, and she's like, "Oh, I know exactly who this guy is. This is you know one of those mm-hmm. fetish guys that likes murder and likes death and all this weird stuff." Yeah. And so he's asking her all these weird questions. She's like, well, I've seen a lot of dead bodies. Maybe you'd like to become a part of a crime scene. And he's like, oh, shit, I'm going to run out of here. But this was the part that I was going to talk to you about. That's the Joker, right? That that bumps into her. Oh, I don't know. Because if you look at the panels below that, there's somebody in a hoodie that looks very mysterious and has a pointy nose and like kind of like reddish lips, it looks like. That could be the joke. That's what I'm saying. So, but, so not the. Not, but that's not the yeah, fetish. Yeah, not guy. the fetish dude. Like, because the yeah. the panels below shows that she goes walking off somewhere, and then mm-hmm. he, that guy bumps into her, yeah. and it looks like the very iconic, like pointy nose yeah, pointy and nose. full lips. Because of black yeah. and white, you don't know if it's red or not. But you know they're full yeah, lips, sure. and so I was like, "Oh, that's got to be the Joker. That's got to be." Yeah. So yeah. he he that's was there, too. like listening to that conversation. That's what I feel like. Yeah, for sure. And then it goes to the final panel to where they are discussing the crime scene, or there's a new crime scene, yeah. right? Like, because she says, "Give me the address. I'm on my way." And so uh, the detective that was talking shit earlier is like, "Is this rookie puking over there? Get him out of this goddamn crime scene." So apparently they're seeing something very like sadistic or crazy or just something insane. And this was my only issue with the book. The book just ends here. Like it doesn't show us the crime scene. It doesn't show us. Oh, yeah. She describes like, oh, they can't handle this. And, you know, you you don't normally see this kind of messed up, you know, whatever. And then you're like, okay, what is it? And it's credits. Yeah. It's the end credits. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, you don't see shit. You just get the name of Cami Garcia. Shout out Garcia. Uh, but you know she did wrote an amazing book, and then we got the artist, which is uh, Miko Susan Shuzan. Miko Suyan and yeah. Mike Mayhew. And Mike, Mike Mayhew, Mayhew is yeah. the like super hyper realistic art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that stuff's really cool. And uh, yeah, so I enjoyed the story. I just didn't like the way it ended so abruptly because like it had that been a final page turn. And it was this crazy, sadistic piece of art. I would have been like, oh, shit. (laughs) But I just feel like they tightened the hell out of this. They just fucking ended it with Dick Grayson looking into the, you know, being controlled by what's-his-face. And we have to wait for season two. Yeah, So, like, that's basically how I felt like this ended. I love the concept of this book um, because we – it's so good to see. I've always said I wanted a serious Harley at some point because, again – Another book we didn't talk about that came out this week was Harley and Ivy. And it's just a little too goofy for me. Yeah. Like, it's it's just too much out there. Like, I feel like they treat Harley... And again, she's not in continuity. Like, that's a majority of her stuff that is written is not in continuity. So... And it sucks because that's supposed to be tied into Heroes in Crisis. But it seems so out there that I can't... I don't even consider it part of Heroes in Crisis. So I'm just like, eh, it's just another Harley book. And uh, because it doesn't seem like it has anything to do with that at all. Uh, But anyways, in this Elseworld story, it's nice to see a badass, serious Harley that isn't somebody that's been abused by the Joker or that has been taken over by that or is like goofy and funny. I love that Harley. I've always loved that Harley and I will always love that Harley. But it's nice to see this different just version of Harley. Yeah, for sure. And maybe she'll end up being with the Joker at the end. 
We don't know that. That's the mystery that we'll solve here. Maybe she'll end up killing the Joker at the end. We don't know. But I am hella intrigued by this. And if you want that, like, lovey-dovey Harley stuff, they have the Harleen book that we reviewed, like, two weeks ago. And uh, so there's two solid Black Label Harley books that are out right now. And And that's uh, the the thing. If you're a fan of Harley Quinn, now is the time. Because the way these Black Label books work is one every other month. They did this perfectly mm-hmm. to where there's a Harleen and a Harley book, and it's going to come yeah. out every single month for you guys who are Harley fans for the yeah. next one, two, six. three, four, five, for the next six months, you're going to have yeah. one Harley book on Black Label every single month. Yeah, so that'll carry you all the way to Birds of Prey if you're waiting to see yeah. that movie. Uh, you'll have plenty of Harley stuff going on there. And then, if you know, they're still doing the Harley regular book that comes out, what, bi-weekly or is it monthly? I believe it's Either monthly. way. Yeah, but you still have the Poison Ivy Harley book. So there's a lot of Harley for you out there if you want to get your Harley. But if you want some serious stories, because maybe you're in a Joker funk right now and you just want to see serious stuff, then get these yeah, black this label is books definitely because a book they, for you. yeah, they're they're more mature. So if you don't want the goofy stuff, but you still love these characters, black label is definitely for you. And they're gonna start pumping these things out a lot. And a lot of books that you haven't read or you don't even know about are more than likely gonna be made again in black label. Which we were talking about this earlier. I believe they're gonna be re-releasing uh, Lieber Mayhew's Luther, mm-hmm. which is a more serious take on Lex Luthor. Uh, this is the same creative team that did I mean, Damned. Batman Damned, which was on Black Label. More than likely, their older stuff, like Batman Noel and Batman and Joker, will probably get released on Black Label. So if you are somebody that wants more serious content, definitely DC Black Label is for you if you're trying to get into just something to read. And it won't cost you a lot because they only come out once a month. Yeah. So, you know, it won't break the bank. Um, but yeah, that is our top like five books that we talked about. Again, there was a lot going on this week with Batman universe stuff. Uh, the movie stuff was quiet. There wasn't really a lot going on there. We talked about Joker in that other podcast. So if you haven't watched that, definitely go check it out. But, uh, Clay, do you have any last uh, minute thoughts? Do you have any last minute thoughts on Joker before we get out of here? If you have anything else, cause we saw it again, yeah, we, saw it again we saw it and again. I, I honestly, I think I'm okay with everything that I said in that first reaction yeah. just because that was like, oh, man, you know, fresh thoughts and everything else. Uh, you know, the one thing that I told you at work is I'm not super thrilled that they actually put the super rats into the actual movie. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, everything was great still. I love that movie. I want to see. Yeah, I, it was great. We plan we plan on seeing it in 35 millimeter. It's just a matter of finding the time to. Yeah, well, the same thing is we got to see how long that 35 millimeter is going to be showing. So we might have to see it sooner yeah. than we would want yeah. to. So, uh, but yeah, so the, I the only thing I have to add is I, I mentioned it in the the review. I didn't have I didn't really care for the Bruce Wayne thing mm-hmm. that happens at the end of the movie. Second time around didn't bother me as much. So you know what, I'm kind of cool with yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, the movie's great. I highly suggest anybody to go watch that. Uh, and if you want to read stuff that's similar to that, go read DC Black Label. But uh, that's gonna be it, ladies and gents. Uh, Clay, you got any final words on anything? You good? Nope, I'm good. If you guys uh, yeah. want to follow me, you can follow me at Fanboy Clay on Instagram and Twitter 
And my podcast is at Fanboy Comics Pod and CB underscore Legion. Yep, definitely check that out. I do have his Instagram, Twitter stuff in the links or in the bios, whatever you call them here on the podcast stuff. So the descriptions, go check that out. But yes, as always, ladies and gentlemen, he is Fanboy Clay. I am your host, Juice Wayne. Remember when you wake up in the morning, ask yourself something about my daily dose of juice. See you guys next time.